You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Hello, guys. I just went up my one flight of stairs, and I am so out of breath. (laughs) I'm, like, wheezing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. What's up? I feel like I'm already getting way too comfortable with this whole podcasting thing and sharing everything. Um, But I got something I want to talk about. Um, And it's about how to have friends in your 20s. This probably sounds really stupid. People are probably listening to this and they're probably like the same way you have friends the rest of your life before and after your 20s, Haley. But... I think there's something different about friendships in your 20s. It's that weird phase of you're adulting, you don't have as much fun, you have bigger responsibilities than spending time with your friends, relationships change, the people that you were friends with, their, I don't know what the word is, their personality, their interests, their own personal sense of responsibility changes. A lot of things change. And friendships for me have been a huge learning curve as I've gotten older. So we're going to talk about friends. We're going to talk about just friendships, not relationships right now. Um, Not romantic relationships, let me put it that way. And uh, I want to know how much you guys relate to this, so let's get into it. So first thing I want to say before I get into it, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a lot of like tangent rants that I go off to because that's how conversations around friendships turn out for me. It's something that I want to say that I have come to peace with, but I still can't say it doesn't bother me, if that made any sense. I want to, I want to make known that throughout this episode, I'm not trying to enforce the fact or say that the only way to have a friendship is one in which you talk to the person every single day or that you are constantly involved with them because I don't feel like that's true. That's not how my relationships with my friends are and my friendships and whatever else. I can go a couple weeks without talking to my friends and then we get together and it's like nothing happened. That's I think why I have been able to decide which friendships are those friendships that are beneficial to me and are two-sided and the ones that aren't. I don't see a friendship as one that I need to constantly be in touch with that person and be reassured of our friendship all the time. I Can I say I've never felt like that? No. When I was at a point in my life where reassurance was a really big thing for me. Yes, it was something that I look for in a friendship, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of redefined what a friendship means to me, and I've identified what I need out of a friendship, and I've come to terms with the fact that everybody has a different view on what they consider to be a friendship for themselves, if that makes sense. I, in other words... What I may need from a friendship may not be the same as what you need from a friendship. I guess that's a better way of putting it. 
I consider a good friendship one where there is mutual respect, where I am understood the same way I try to understand my friend, and where communication is equal on both sides. Meaning, if I reach out to you, you give me some type of effort back as far as reaching out. I got to a point where I am, I'm, I'm over the one-sided friendships. I'm tired of, we don't talk unless I'm the one reaching out. So a lot of my friendships have ended because it was me who was keeping the friendship alive. On the flip side, it's different if I reach out and then that person doesn't reach out for two weeks, but we still catch up and we still, you know, that effort is still there. That intent to want to stay in touch with me is there. I have a busy life. However, I agree with the whole cliche statement of if it's important to you, you will find you will find the time to whatever that word. What is the statement? If it's important enough to somebody, they will find the time. Let's put it that way. Meaning we're all busy. I'm sure everybody in the world is busy. But if it's important enough to you, you will make time for it. And that is what I think is the biggest piece of my what I look for in a friendship. In other words, I don't expect that if I text somebody, how am I trying to say this? If I text somebody, if I text my friend and I say to them like, hey, blah, 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 I fill them in on this whole thing, whatever. I don't expect them to answer me within the next five minutes. I don't even expect them really to answer me within the same day. If it's something that I'm just like, hey, got to tell you about this, and I spew it out on a text message, I don't expect them or don't get upset by the fact that they don't respond to me right away. I understand that they have things going on in their lives. Just like I would respect the fact that if they did the same to me and sent me a whole thing and tried to fill me on something, that they would realize I have things going on, I will get back to you when I get a chance. I don't see the point in finding three seconds to get back to somebody and then going right back into being busy and not being able to finish the conversation. That's just me. But I feel like the people that I am friends with, they understand that that is how I operate. And I want to be able to sit down and have the time to talk to them or wait till I see them to actually have a conversation in person with them. That's the way that I operate. And I feel like it's very unfair that I see a lot that people automatically want to cancel their friendships because somebody doesn't get back to them as fast as they want them to. I don't think that those people have the best version of what a friendship should be in mind if that's how they treat it and that's how they get offended by the actions of another person. So I mentioned in the beginning that I've kind of had a... I feel like it sounds stupid for me to say, like, I've had a rough road when it comes to friendships, but, like, I feel like I have. I feel like it probably is because of the fact that I have had so many ups and downs as far as myself and how I view myself, and the fact that I was not even content with myself for a really long time, so having friendships was hard for me because I didn't know what I defined as a friendship that I was looking for, but I'll never forget I was in, like, middle school, and 
I think it was middle school. I don't think it was high school. Either way, I had had plans with some friends to go to somewhere to eat after a half day, which, you know, typically, like, we had a half day, everybody gets together, has their parents. I guess it must have been middle school, or maybe it was, like, before I had my license in high school, whatever. But the parent of one of the people was going to pick us all up, and we were going to go to somewhere to eat together for the half day. So, you know, I was catching up with the people throughout the day, asking, did we decide we're going to go? What time are we going to go? Who's going to pick up? This and this. And I wasn't getting any kind of straight answers. Then it got to the point where I didn't hear back from anybody. So I was like, okay, well, wherever you guys end up going, like, I'll just meet you there then. Like, if you guys don't have a plan and nobody's picking you guys up, whatever, I'll just meet you guys there. So my mom had picked me up from school that day. And I vividly remember... While I was waiting for my mom, I was standing on the side of the road, waiting for her to pick me up on, like, the side street where she always picked me up, and I looked, and in a car right in front of me passing by was the group of friends, I'm making air quotes, that had all been picked up together and were going to wherever they were going. Some of them saw me. I don't think all of them did. But I'm sure I was a hot topic at their get-together, and um, I didn't end up joining. And I feel like from that point on, I was so insecure about missing anything with my friend groups that as I got older and I was in friend groups and I was still kind of, you know, around those girls and whatever else, I made it so important in my head that I couldn't miss out on anything because if you missed out on one hangout, you missed out on, like, there was no point of you even joining the next time. It was, like, so many inside jokes were made, so many different things happened, so many, like, it was, like, as if I was gone for a year and then came back and didn't even know anything about these people anymore and had no memories with them. And I think as I got older, and not that that was happening still, but situations would happen with friend groups that I was kind of like, you know what? These people are supposed to also encourage me to live the life that I'm living. And I would think to not make me want to feel left out. So why do I constantly feel left out by a group of people who are supposed to be my friends? I knew I was changing how I acted and talked and whatever else when I was around them. I knew that most of the time I was so particular about how I looked around them and I had to dress the same as them and I had to act the same way as them towards other people and I had to have the same interests. And it got to a point where it just got old. I felt like I was constantly trying to keep up with people that at the end of the day didn't even make me feel good. Yeah, I I had fun with them and I laughed and did stupid shit, but... At the end of the day, when I got home and, like, kind of sat with myself, I knew that I wasn't being who I really was when I was with them. So, I stopped showing up. I stopped basically inviting myself when I was, (laughs) when I would sit there and listen to them make plans and wouldn't directly be asked to join and would just ask about it and then end up joining because I was in the friend group and why would I not go? And I didn't want to feel left out the next time I made it or when I was at school the next day or whatever else it may be. 
I would go to football games and didn't know they were going to go there and be together. Why wasn't I invited? And girls can be really mean. Really mean. I was bullied a lot in school. Not even to the extent that, like, other people really knew about it, but it was, like, with a single person or a couple of people. And it was known by, like, those people and their friends. It wasn't, like, a whole big thing that people made fun of me for stuff or bullied me in a big group or anything like that. And that's why I hated school. I hated high school. I started the work-study program, literally with my guidance counselor, and spoke to the board to get it passed because I didn't want to be in school. I would have rather worked and do something for myself than sit in a classroom and sit around these people that their life revolved around acting like somebody different to get people to like them or to be what they consider to be cool. And as I got older, I realized there are more people like me that feel the way that I felt, and those are the people I should gravitate towards. I have, I have friends now that I made in elementary school and middle school. I have friends that I met a couple years ago. But the friends that I have around me now are the ones that have always let me be who I am and never made me feel like I had to act any of those ways that I just said in order to be seen with them or even be around them. Now, I know I made a point of saying how I've had friends that were from a long time ago or recently, whatever it may be, but, and it may be an unpopular opinion, but I don't base my friendships and the quality of my friendships on the amount of time that I've been friends with that person. To me, it doesn't matter. If I meet somebody and I click with them and I feel like I'm being my genuine self and they like me for my genuine self, I don't care how long I have known them for. I wouldn't consider every person I talk to and have a genuine conversation with to be one of my best friends. But the ones that I have had conversations with like that and have grown with over a period of time, however long that that may be, and they add something to my life in a positive way, that's what I consider to be a good friend. That's probably why I have a few friends. And by a few, I mean... A small few. But like I've said in my, I think, first episode, the friends that I have around me now, well, let me put it this way. I have very close friends and then I have some friends. But either way, the people that I surround myself with now are ones that I am 100% myself around and... I feel comfortable doing so. They are the types of people that if we don't talk for a couple of weeks, that either they'll send out a text or I'll send out a text and just be like, hey, thinking about you, I hope everything's good, let's catch up soon. Done. Not, hey, is there a reason why uh, we haven't talked and, you know, what's going on and did I do something wrong and did I whatever? Yes, I was at a point in my life where 
I needed to be reassured that, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just busy. But I'm not anymore. I'm also at a lot better of a place with myself, and I don't feel so dependent on having these types of relationships. They are something that add to my life, and that's why they are there. And that's why I'm there for those people, because they add so much to my life. All of my close friends have so many similar characteristics in who they are and how they see the world and how they treat other people and how they treat me. And that's why they are as close to me as I consider them to be. And I think that it's important that if you've gone through what I've gone through in having a hard time trying to figure out who are your good friends and who are not, I think there's a couple steps that can be taken in order to figure those things out. And again, I I don't say these things as a here is your step-by-step guide because I know it's not going to apply to everybody the same exact way it applied to me. And I get that not everybody can relate to my situation, but I think there are some core things that if you are in a situation where you're struggling with your relationships that you can look for and maybe sit back and think about and think about which relationships are worth putting your effort into and which ones are not. Because I know it gets pretty defeating feeling like you're feeding a relationship that isn't giving anything to you, but you're so desperate to keep it alive. I've had friendships where you know, we stopped talking for a little bit and then I, I did the reaching out and I did the, hey, I keep trying to reach out and it seems like you're not interested. Is everything okay? Did I do something? Because I'm at the point in my life where it's fine if I did because I understand I may do things that you may not like, but I always want to know if I had done something to somebody to upset them. I never want to go on living my life knowing or not knowing that I did something to upset somebody because that upsets me. So I'm perfectly okay with if, yes, you decided that you didn't want to be my friend anymore because of X, Y, and Z. That's fine. I'm not forcing relationships. But I still like to speak about what has happened so that I can at least say my apologies and learn from a situation. So if I was to give a list of how to have friends in your mid-20s, I guess. I mean, I'm going to be 25 in June, so I guess mid-20s would be a good, uh, good place to start. But my first thing would be to identify what it is that I'm looking for in a relationship or that you're looking for in a relationship with somebody like that. Now, when I say relationship, because I keep saying relationship, I don't mean romantic relationship. I mean friendships. But define what it is that you look for in a friendship. For example, some people need more quality time. Some people like their space. Some people like people who are involved with their family. That kind of stuff. What are things that just like a romantic relationship, you would consider a non-negotiable? 
I would hope in there it would also include mutual respect, mutual effort, all that kind of stuff. Next thing I would say is can you be 100% yourself with that person? Or do you feel like you always have to try too hard? Meaning if you sit with yourself and again, the way that I'm sitting right here and just talking to my microphone, the way I talk, the way I say my words, the tone I use, whatever else, this is how I talk. And this is how I like to think I talk to all my friends. I'm not, you know, saying it like this or, you know, yeah, like, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not changing the way I speak to better come across to somebody else. I have a deeper voice. I talk pretty fast, except now I'm working on it because I have a microphone in front of me. But do you feel like when you leave a hangout, you have to peel a mask off your face because you were pretending to be somebody different? Like when you're at work all day and you may be pissed off at the world and hate your boss and hate your job, but you have to put a smile on your face because that's customer service? Because if that's the case, then that may not be the most beneficial friendship for you. So make sure that with all of your friendships, you are being exactly who you are. You're not changing to hope that that change will make that person like you more. If it's a true friend, they should like you for exactly who you are. The next thing I would say would be the communication and the effort standpoint. I had a friendship that it was like a long distance friendship and we kind of stopped talking for a little while and I brought it up after a while and I kind of just said like I don't know what happened and I asked if I did anything I asked if something changed and whatever else and we had a conversation about the relationship and I basically said, okay, well, based on the things that you're telling me and the things that I did that made you feel the way you did and that ended up being the reason why you didn't feel like you wanted to continue reaching out to me as well, do you still want to be friends with me? Do you want to work on this friendship? And it was a yes. And then I tried to follow up with things and reach out again and I felt the reluctancy and it was back to the I feel like I'm getting nothing so I said okay well if it's true and this person does want to continue to still be my friend then I will stop being the one to reach out first and I'll see if uh, they come around and uh, that's been it So, going back to what I said in the beginning of this episode, I don't sit here and I don't think, oh my god, Susie Q hasn't responded to my text in three hours. She is such a shitty friend. No. I hate texting. And I hate phone calls even more. I fucking hate phone calls. I hate them. 
mostly because I'm never just sitting and doing nothing that I know the person on the other end is at some point going to be like, what is making all that noise? And da, da, da. And I, it's just too inconvenient for me. I would rather text over call because like I said, I like to be able to know, okay, I'm going to sit my ass on the couch and now I can get back to somebody and actually have a conversation with them back and forth. Not answer one thing or ask a question, then go four hours and then answer again. It's so annoying. So my friends know at this point that I hate texting. And honestly, my friends aren't great at texting either. It's a miracle we even talk to each other, honestly. But we check in on each other. If it's something that really needs to be talked about, it's can I call you? Or can you call me when you get a second? Or we basically make a mental list and we wait till we see each other and then we sit there for three and a half hours and we just talk about everything that we didn't feel like texting each other about. And I honestly have been the happiest I have been in a really long time with my friendships because I know I have that security because they constantly show up for me. I know the way my relationship with them all works. While it might be different for each one, it is similar as well. And I know every single time that I sit down with them, I can talk to them just like this. I don't worry about trying to sound more feminine or trying to I don't say words I don't use. This is the way that I talk. I have a mouth like a fucking sailor. I talk a little fast most of the time. I mumble. Sometimes I talk too quiet. And my friends feel comfortable enough telling me I didn't hear what you said because you fucking talk too fast. And I'm okay with them saying those types of things because I know that I have been exactly who I am around them and that's why they say those things. I don't sit there and I think about every single word that I say and how I say it. I just am who I am and I talk the way I want to talk. And I say the things I want to say. And I don't have to worry about those things because I know that I have respect for them. And that they have respect for me. And I know that they don't think I would ever say things in a disrespectful way. Or I, they know not to take it in a way that I wouldn't mean it. Because they know where I come from. And I think I said before in my first episode as well. Everybody that knows me, I feel like knows at this point that I'm not a sugarcoater. I am a straight up, I'm not going to waste my time trying to make you feel some way. Just because it'll make you feel better. I'm here to help give you a solution to your problem. Because that's the kind of friend that I want to be. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's okay. I want to be the person that's like, if you feel like that, then do it. Because I know what you're capable of. That's the kind of friend that I am. And I have never been in a situation like I am today that I feel so 100% comfortable with the friends that I have around me. I'll say it over and over again. And I know there's going to be people that may listen to this and may disagree. But everybody needs a friend. 
You don't need two, you don't need five, you don't need ten. Everybody needs at least one friend. Human beings are not meant to function alone. And I don't mean friend like a non-family member friend. You can be friends with one of your family members too. But everybody needs a friend. And if you're going to have one friend or five friends or ten friends, all I'm going to say is make sure that they are adding something positive to your life. Because your friend should be a reflection of you. Because you should look for people that you believe are like you. Those are the people you're going to mesh with best. Your friends should be an extension of you. You become friends with them because you see things in them that you see in yourself. No doesn't mean that they should have all the same interests and you guys should be the same fucking person. But it means the values you have are similar to theirs. And that you can be yourself and you welcome them to be themselves. That's a friend. That's a true friend. So I have one more story that I want to end this on. And I want to say it happened in middle school. You guys will learn I have no recollection of time um, or concept of time. I don't know what the best way to put that is. But I... I don't even know a lot about this story anymore because it's been so long. But I'll tell the version of it that I remember. Basically, I was friends with this person who I had grown really, really close with. At that point, was one of my best friends. And it was around the time when I was really severely depressed and was doing a good amount of self-harm to myself. I hadn't really told anybody about any of it, and I hid it pretty well. And then one day, I went to go do it, and I kind of was like, you know what? What if I just try and talk to somebody about it? So I was going back and forth with my friend and I ended up telling her that I did these things to myself and I feel this, this, and this because of this, this, and this, and this is something I struggle with. And she basically told me that I was crazy. Uh, what do I expect her to do about it? And that she couldn't be friends with me anymore. Now again, this was middle school. So how old are you in middle school? Like, let's see, sophomore year of high school, you would get your, is like your sweet 16-ish, so between 15 and 16, so backtrack. Oh, God, math. I was young as shit, okay? Let's just put it that way. I was young as shit. 
I was a young teenager, I'm going to assume. And nobody checked my math, but I was a young teenager. And in that moment, it broke me. I finally felt like I wanted to tell somebody and somebody who I who I thought could handle it. Somebody who was my, at that point, I considered to be one of my best friends, that she would want to be there for me. And, um, it's crazy, too, because I really don't even think about that anymore. So thinking about it all now, it kind of makes me just want to cry. But I did a lot of thinking about it when it happened. And, you know, I went through the stages of being mad and being upset and being whatever. And then as I got older, I kept thinking about it. And there's two sides of it. There's the side of it where I look at it and I look at it and I'm like, how could you do this to me? Now I never want to tell anybody again. What if she goes and tells everybody? Which she didn't. I don't think. At least I never heard about it. And and my heart was broken by it. On the flip side, as I got older, I realized that's a lot to put on somebody. It is. It's a lot to put on somebody that, hey, I have tried to end my life. (laughs) And hey... I've been doing X, Y, and Z to myself to feel something. That sounds so fucking stupid. But as I got older, I realized that's a lot to put on somebody. And I like to rationalize it with, she was scared for me. And I go back and forth, and I'm like, you know, if I did do something, then she may have felt like there was a lot in her hands and whatever else. But I thought about that situation a lot, and it's made me come to the conclusion that I want to share. And that is that if you ever have somebody come to you the way that I did to them, I would say the best way I believe to handle it would to be that you recommend for them to get help or if you feel like it's something that is in a, you know, is really bad and you're afraid for them that you kind of provoke the help for them, so to speak. Because at that time, when I felt so alone and those were the things I was doing, the last thing that I expected and could handle was somebody basically leaving me high and dry when I finally found it in me to say something to somebody and was basically asking for help. So if you have friends that are struggling in those ways or just with their mental health, please don't abandon them. Please don't abandon them. 
it's okay if you don't know what to say or what to do. Most people don't. And just because I'm going to school for whatever I'm going to school for, it doesn't mean that I would know how to handle a situation like that if it came to me as well. But there are resources you can turn them to. There is research that you can do. And if you really care about that person, I would hope that you would want to try to find ways to help them before just saying, sorry, it's not my problem. If you have friends that need help and they're coming to you for help, please do what you can to help them. I'm not saying make it your mission to get them into therapy or be the ones to help them. But there are ways that you can help them. And there are people you can call for them. And it's always better to call somebody that could help them and determine whether or not it's a situation that should be, you know, handled in a different way or to what extreme it is, rather than making them feel like it's wrong for them to have expressed their feelings to you. Please just don't leave somebody that's looking for help, ever. Even if it's one of those things where somebody says, if you're not going to stay with me, I'm going to end my life, or blah, blah, blah. Do not turn your back on people. Close friend or not. It takes two seconds to call 911. Everybody knows the number. And even though I'm sure that that person may not love that you did that, one day they will come around and realize you did it out of caring for them. Oh my god, you guys. You got me all in my feels. I am in my feels. So it's time to end this episode. <laughs> Just like I said, I don't do the whole feelings thing. Um, and by I don't do, I mean if I feel, I feel fully. And then I cry and I hate crying because crying is for bitches. No, I'm kidding. Um... I hope that you guys can take away a couple things from this episode. I hope that me being able to be at a point where I can share these things makes you guys realize that you're not alone and it's not you, or not only you, I guess is the best way to put it, but just like it's important to identify if relationships are good for you, it's always important too to always take a step back and make sure you are benefiting that person in the relationship as well. Because I'm sure the last thing any of us want to do is find out that we are the toxic one in the relationship. So, please just remember, you should be able to be yourself, regardless of who's around. And I know it's not that easy to just feel like you can be whoever you want to be. But if you consider somebody to be your real friend, it should be somebody who makes you feel that you can be whoever you want to be. Without judgment. So... Thank you guys for listening. Be nice to each other. And I will see you guys in the next one. Please remember, if you want to put any questions in, um, I did post on my, I think my Instagram about that I now added a, put in a questions thing on my website because the whole Instagram ask me question thing is not long enough. So I put it on there. If anybody wants to ask a question that I can cover in some upcoming, ep- upcoming episodes, please, please, please put them in there. And um, I can't wait to look at them and to talk about them all. See you guys in the next one.